Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is the 22nd of March. We are, I was going to say this and then laugh at myself, but we are marching right along, aren't we? So it is a beautiful morning already. I woke up super late, like quarter to five, which hasn't happened in probably a year. And so I'm still trying to do the old things in this time crunch and it doesn't work because I've lost like almost two hours this morning. And it's kind of like self-love. If you, <laughs> What a weird segue, right? But it's kind of like that. If we don't remember, and it's easy to forget, anything about taking good care about ourselves and of ourselves, we can get back into a habit of letting ourselves go. It starts out so innocent, like, well, I'm just too busy. Well, I've got to do this first. And then before you know it, you're chasing your tail. You're not breathing all the way. You're not doing any of that. But the reason I wanted to do yet another show, because I think, and if I correct me if I'm wrong, and Francis would know if anybody would know, I think I did a show titled, What Does Self-Love Look Like in Everyday Life? Maybe not once alone, but maybe two or three other times. Same title, different content, because we're growing in different layers as we are growing along. I mean, we've been here for a while, guys. So why would I do another show about this? So I witnessed a situation which I was indirectly and directly involved in. It's something that I'm doing and I'm putting people together and I was like really happy, really excited, proud of everybody. And then one of the people right after calls me and complains along laundry list about someone I brought in that they didn't know. The minute I heard that, the first thing I said was, I want everybody who's working on this to get along, and if someone doesn't, I can't have them around. I can't have that energy around. I can't start this with that. But I'm just saying facts. I just talked to so-and-so about it, on and on and on. There's nothing I could say that would combat that train from going down the track and trying to run me over and then eventually everybody else over with that level of negativity. There's nothing I could say. But the way I felt, I was so upset, so upset 
that the person said to me, my God, it sounds like you're traumatized. And I said, I am traumatized. I, I was shocked. But the reason I was shocked is what's bringing me back to self-love. It's someone that has known my work probably under me as much as me in terms of just working with this, being a secondary person who heard all this stuff. And it has helped them throughout the years in ways that I can't explain to you, but they can. And that's what shocked me. Where did that come from? It's not about the person. For me, it was more about the science of it. How could they say be kind when they were choosing who to be kind to, when they couldn't stop that, that I want to say, big ego burst? And lay it down on top of everybody around because they needed to put the other person down. That person could have done anything, good, bad, or indifferent. But now they were the one that was going to be talked about and I wasn't having it. I wasn't having it. There is no one soul is more important than another, but only some. There's no be kind, but only some. And I didn't realize how far in my heart I needed to fight for that because a part of me just thought, well, you know, they heard it. They know it. But we are human. I don't think of anybody as like, Oh, that bad person. No. I was thankful. Because it showed me how vulnerable we can be. How vulnerable we are every single day of our lives. No matter who we are, that level of vulnerability, when we are down, when we are hurt ourselves, it gets scared that we are going to be replaced, that we're not going to be needed, that we're not going to be loved. So there's that reason to renew why self-love, why self-love is important to remember in everyday life. Because when our own self-love takes a hit, for whatever reason, we break up with a boyfriend. We lose a job. We have to move. And we say, God, why are you doing this to me? Well, now I have a right to be angry. Because the real test in time, the truest test in time, and the biggest test is what do you use when you are angry? Because we all know how to do happy. Every single one of us can do happy. Even with, if we have that underlining tinge, like, wow, but this is still over here. 
I could laugh here, but I'm going to cry there still. I'm not going to fix that. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to hurt it. I'm going to make it take away from everybody around. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. And this is where you stop and check yourself. And you say, wow, I haven't pulled that in a long time. That's an old habit that I believe I broke. But I apparently am so vulnerable, which is the most realistic place any of us can be. Ego will come in with exactly what's taunting you and give it a go. It'll be like, yeah, they're doing pretty good over there. And there was, um, Francis says in the chat, you have two shows called What Does Self-Love Look Like in Everyday Life? February 24th, 2015, February 12th, 2019. And now we can add to that March 22nd, 2021. So I, I realized that self-love is catching ourselves when we're not feeling it, when it's the hardest to find, something hurts us the most, how do we come back? There's some fights I I fought and some fights I was maybe at a point in my life where I was too tired to fight with others when they felt they needed to attack me. There's some I felt like Like Christ would say, they're going to learn more from you in your absence than they will in your presence. And I hear that. Took me a while. I wound up, I was a fixer. I still probably am and think I'm not. Conscious effort not to try to fix anybody. My conscious effort is that we both learn from it if it's something that's hard to deal with because we're going to have it. You're going to disagree with someone at some point. You don't think you will until you're there. So what does self-love look like in those spots when something's coming at us? It's like a, a straight shot. Or you hear it coming out of someone else, and that's a straight shot. Because what you find out if you just dig one, one iota under the surface, where it sounds like you're really hurt about something. What's really going on? So I said that. Nope, I'm just speaking in fact. I do this all the time as though I didn't know this person. I said, no, you don't. No, you don't. You only do it in these times. Because I love them. I know they're hurting. I know something's been attacked in them. And I love them enough to tell them because I know something else is going to come and get thrown at me for saying that. But we have to try. Because at times you feel like, hey, I got, you know, I'm not being attacked right now. I got some reserves. I can help push back because that's when we can really help another person. 
is in the moment. And then if they really, really fight, you have to step back a little bit and give them space to see what they're even saying. Because sometimes if you were to record them, because no matter what you say they said, they're going to tell you they didn't say that. I didn't say that. And then you're like, well, yes, you did. Because I, I responded to what you said. And this was my response. And then, you know, I've, I've, <laughs> someone actually told me, well, you're just too literal. I'm like, what do you mean I'm literal? You tell me I don't listen. I repeat exactly what you said a week ago, which means I listen. And then you tell me that I shouldn't follow what you've said. So what is the point of our conversation? What are we talking why are we doing this? Because the first sign of self-love, self-awareness, is hearing what others say to you. Because if you didn't possess that open mind, what happens? You're going to shut them out. You're going to claw back. You're going to create the argument, create the fight, create the standoff. You're going to feel justified. You're going to start telling other people about it just so that you can gain momentum. Like, well, I just told so-and-so about this. Like, it legitimized it. Oh, and they said, now we're bringing in people that one or the two don't know that well and adding them to the argument, trying to create some sense of credibility. Isn't that how it goes? So self-love is like, well, wait a minute, where do I fit into this picture? This person isn't listening to me. And then ego's like, yep, they're not. I'm winning. One for ego. And the person who comes in with self-love goes, oh, maybe they were right. Trying to come from this spot is a little silly. Looks a little stupid. Why should I even try? Self-love doesn't even have to try. But ego will tell you it does. Sometimes silence. Just standing there, listen. Or you're on the phone, listen. And say, okay, thanks for letting me know how you feel. Let's talk about it later. You're on the phone. You have that control. You can actually say that and get off the phone. Because it's not important. You've already heard what you are going to hear. What's more important is that they heard what they need to hear. Because then they'll grow. In a, in a weird way, it's one of the greatest gifts we can give each other is to be quiet. We don't need to prove anything. We don't need to combat anything anyone says or does. But when we say do the right thing or do the best thing, in the moment when your at least feelings about yourself care about you, watch out for you, take care of you, you will take care of others even though it may not look like it in the moment because that's where the trust comes in. When we have that trust, that we can handle that situation. When we can say, hey, this person's hurting. This isn't how they are every day. 
I know that. It's not about getting mad or getting even or joining in on the anger and then letting negative just take us down that road. And then after everything's over and everyone's miserable, we say, oh, why didn't I say something, do something in the beginning, which is exactly what I said. I said, I'm not waiting until this gets bigger because that's where it's going and I'm not playing. I am not participating and I will not because I know what it's going to do to me. I didn't, I didn't stop things before, earlier, and they got ugly fast. And they never got better. Because by then, it was like everything was already broken. And ego can do that when we let it, when we say, hey, okay, let me try to be nice. Being nice isn't self-love. Being truthful. And I came in with that truth. I spoke that truth. I got fought and everything was my fault. Anyone but the person's fault. Because it was too hard for them to see. But they could see it better. And it actually happened once we shut the entire thing down and stopped that ball from going down the hill. Took a few months. Then they came back and said, Wow, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. And they still had a, a shred of blame left in them towards someone else. And so I knew that they still had something to learn there. And that's great when we're learning. It's when we shut down the learning that self-love doesn't have a chance to, to do its thing and that's why we have to step back so that others can see. Sometimes we have to step back so we can see. Telling the truth, being positive, As silly as people think it is, oh, what are they so happy about? I can't tell you how much that has been said to me. What are you so happy about? I'm like, I I didn't even know I was walking around happy. What What I am or who I am, I don't know. I don't know. But why did they notice that is what my question should have been instead of me trying to act like I wasn't so happy because... I'm a people pleaser and I didn't want to upset. You know that saying, God, I wish I knew then what I knew now. But I let people take that away from me, make me feel silly. But it is by far, being positive is way harder than being negative in our world. You can gain a whole army of supporters, of friends, of of people who agree with you and disagree with the other person and have a reason to hate on someone. That's easy to do. I could start a Facebook page and start that. Don't you hate it when? People do whatever. I mean, it's a template. And then you gather people and you all talk about how you're going to combat it and it just goes on and on. But saying something positive, you have to risk. Well, who do you think you are? Well, you're not perfect. 
What are you so happy about? Now I just say things like, whoop, not my audience. (laughs) Whoop, not my tribe. Whoop, not the people I need to be around. Because if I spend my time there, it will rob my energy. Self-love. That's self-love. Understanding what can just walk right in, grab your day, hijack your time, occupy your mind, make you feel bad, cause your heart to race, make you fear the next day, knowing when to stop that stuff, knowing to see it, to stop it. My other self-love shows We're about being kind to ourselves. But what do we do after that? What happens when we're faced with somebody who isn't kind, who doesn't want to be kind, who's ready for the fight, who needs the fight? They're still sowing their oats on on anger. And you can make a choice if you can just be aware that it's happening. You can say things like, well, do I want to spend the next six months of my life? Because we can see where it's going. And if what we're saying isn't heard, we have to acknowledge that too. And say, hey, nobody can hear me yet. Nobody's there yet. I'm not going to tell them, well, you're not there yet and I'm better than you because you're not better than them. You just had more experience than them. And you have to trust that they will either get it or they won't, but they can't hear you. That's when I start asking for permission to say what I need to say. Because that's when a lot of stuff comes out that makes them realize that it wasn't this situation that was the actual problem. It was unresolved situations from before that triggered them in this situation. But they can't see that yet. It's too hard to see people on my page constantly arguing with me. And they're not in a good way. It's like they're they're putting me down in a public forum. They don't personal message you and really want to know. They want to show you that, hey, they're smarter than you are. But it's not about being smarter than anyone. No one's really smarter than anyone. I know people can argue that, but no, really think about this. Some people are just have more experiences in a certain area than other people. But those people that we think don't know something may know a lot in another area we don't know anything about. Our gifts aren't the same. So when you can think like that, there's a point of respect that you have for that moment that, hey, you know what, they're behind right here, not behind themselves but behind what I've learned about this particular thing and am I helping or am I hurting this situation by continuing to go back and forth with this person during the last election period in the U.S. a lot of 30-year, 40-year friendships fell apart because of differences of opinion over something neither person can control. 
I don't care what side. It happened on both because both didn't talk to each other. And if they had opposing sides, then it happened on both sides. We don't have to agree. But not agreeing with someone doesn't make us better than them. And when we can understand that, we know when to stand back and we know when to come in. Do I want to go through all of this? I remember when I got in the car accident and I wanted, I had the woman's driver's license, I knew where she lived, all of that. But, you know, that's all stalkerish, right? But I knew she lied to her daughter, and that bothered me a lot. I'm like, wow, that kid just learned a big way that lying is beneficial. They're going to get money for it. But then when I talked to the the insurance company, they said, oh, no, no, no. You know what? We've gotten smarter, and they will only get so much for certain things. Nobody just gets a runaway amount like they used to before these systems were put into play. We got this. So I knew they got it. I knew they were going to be fine. I knew they were going to get their money. So why did I still want to go back? Because the lie bothered me. Not the lie that they did to the insurance company, but the witness. Our most influential person in any of our lives is the same-sex parent. That goes for all of us. Nobody's exempt of that one. And it really bothered me that that mother lied like that to her daughter. But then Christ chimes in. Because it bothered me. I mean, it went on in my mind. And he said, don't go. They need this lesson. But that taught me so much about how God works with us. They don't know that Christ was involved and that he said, don't go and tell them they need this lesson. They don't know that. But Christ is involved in their life, isn't he? So when we're not there, who's there? God. There's no soul left behind. They weren't being left behind. They're learning. An ego may have told them, hey, check this out. You could always go down this rabbit hole. And they did. I, the fixer, wanted to save that from happening. But that wouldn't have taught them anything. They would have fought me. They would have told me that they really were hurt, now that I think of it. They would have tried to push me. Depending on who they were, it could have even gotten worse or uglier for something that I wasn't going to be able to change emotionally, physically, or monetarily. It was all already in motion. It was all already in motion. But on that level of integrity, it bothered me. So now when I think of them, I just say, God, I hope they learned that lesson you said they were going to (laughs) learn. I'll never know. But I sure hope they did. And I hope the person that I, I talked about earlier can see that 
pain was talking and injured love was talking. And I walk away with those kinds of wishes and hopes and prayers for people. And when I'm in a situation where I react, I say, God, I sure hope I can see what I can't see right now. But I realized deeper inside, I knew why I did that. I knew what hurt me. I used to, like, justify it with my pain. Now I just face the pain. Face the pain. No pain, no gain. Maybe that's where that came from. Ah, on that note, you guys, have a great Monday. I will see you tomorrow. Enjoy the beginning of this week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.